All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Valley Creek Church. It's really good to be together today from wherever you are watching from. Let's take a moment and just welcome each other together today. Come on. It is good to be one church that meets in multiple campuses and carries the hope of Jesus to thousands of locations. That's because wherever you go, that's where the hope of Jesus goes with you. I hope you and your family had a great Thanksgiving. I hope you got to eat some turkey and some mashed potatoes. I hope you didn't have to eat the cranberry sauce because it's nasty. I hope you had a great week with your family. If you are newer here at Valley Creek, my name is Jason. I get to serve as the Flower Mountain Campus Pastor. We just want to welcome you here and say that we're so glad that you're you're here today. You can find out a little bit of information uh, right there in the seat back in front of you, looking at the QR code that's got information about Valley Creek Church, or you can check us out more online if you're watching online right now. But today, before we get started, I want you to know it's going to be a special kind of encounter day. Before we get started, I just want to point out what you saw in that video, uh, you know, as we were starting off service. We have circle leader training coming up. Here's where that's a big deal. Okay, so circles are where we make disciples. So if you want to help us make disciples, be a circle leader. That is the way to do it. Circles are simply where we discuss the weekend message, we read, we pray, we we grow in relationship with one another. We have lots of circles, online circles, campus circles, city circles, circling circles. We got all kinds of circles. What we need is the leaders to lead with us. What we need is the people to make disciples. So if that's you, if you want to join us in the uh, the making disciples coming into 2021, we would love to have you at Circle Leader Training. Okay, here's what we got going on today. This is a special service. This service is about an encounter with Jesus. So we want to invite Jesus into this place. We want to have a special encounter with him. I'm going to invite you wherever you're at right now. Go and stand up with us right now. Let's begin to worship the Lord together today. Oh, hey, everybody, whether you're at home or at one of our campuses, let's worship Jesus together. Here we go. Oh, we praise you, Jesus. We lift you up. Oh, oh I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemy. Oh, I raise a hallelujah.
Come on, there's always more. There's always more of God's goodness to be experienced. There's always more hope to be felt. There's always more revelation to be uncovered, the mysteries of the kingdom. There's always more. So we believe that by faith today, we want to experience that more that comes with the presence of Jesus. We've been in a series called The Heart of a King. And over the last seven weeks, seven weeks, we learned what it looks like to live with the heart of a king. And one of the things that we learned is that the heart of a king is a heart that desires and seeks the presence of God. It seeks the presence of God above all things. Why? Because the presence of God is the thing that changes things. But more than just changing things, it changes us. It actually transforms our hearts. So today, we're going to talk about an experience the very presence of God. You see, today is less about a message. It's more about a moment. Today is less about trying to learn new things. It's about experiencing the very presence of God, the one that he wants, the presence that wants to dwell uh, in here among us, in our hearts, in the place where we are worshiping. And so I want you to take a look at this graphic above me for just a second. You see, the presence of God can be experienced with really three critical factors when they're added together. And those things are worship, gratitude and prayer. When we worship, when we express gratitude, and when we pray, it it, it builds a place for the presence of God to be experienced, a throne, if you will, that he come and he takes a seat among us. In the room where we're at, uh, in your heart, he comes and sits. The very presence of God resides where we are at. And so today we want to experience all three of those things. That's why it's going to be a little bit different. I'm going to invite you throughout our time to come and, and, and maybe repeat after me or pray out loud or think through different elements. And we'll explain those as we go. But I just encourage you, open up your heart because there's always more. Because there's more of his presence to be experienced today. It's going to be a really sweet time all together as one church. The first leg of the stool is this. It's worship. It's what we were just doing. And worship is just giving our attention and our affection up to God to place him where he deserves to be placed. Rightfully seated, enthroned above our feelings, above our circumstances, above the things in our life that we can see. Believing and worshiping in a God that sometimes we can't see. We raise him above all of those things. And so turning the attention and the affection of our hearts to Jesus, that's why worship is so important. You see, at Valley Creek, we have a value. We are passionate about the presence of God. And so the way that we worship, the way that we express worship is part of how we show that we're passionate about the presence of God. Psalm 22.3 says, "You yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. So God is actually enthroned. He's seated on our praises. So when we worship, we're not just singing a song. We're not just trying to get all the right words. We're not even really maybe just trying to sing on tune. Some of y'all are like, that's good because I don't. That's exactly right. You're worshiping God. You're raising him up. You're valuing him. You're assigning worth to who he is. That's why worship is the very first part of how we experience the presence of God. And that's why we worship like we do at Valley Creek. By the way, it's not only singing songs, but when we gather together, it's a tangible way that we can worship God together as a church. The second leg of the stool is gratitude. Gratitude is just simply acknowledging that God is my source and my provider. I did not get here by myself. Gratitude is a posture of humility. It's saying thank you for who God is and what he's done in my life. And so I'm going to invite you to do what Psalm 100 verse 4 says. Let me read this to you. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him 
and praise his name for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. The Lord is good and his love endures forever and his faithfulness continues through all generations. That's how we feel when we come in with gratitude. What I want to speak to you is God has been good to you and his faithfulness is continuing through generations of your family. Even as you experience this week, I want you to, uh, to really have a gratitude well up in your heart as you think about all that he's given, all that he is. And so there's three things that we're going to express gratitude in today. And this is important. Remember, gratitude isn't gratitude until it's actually expressed. That is spoken out or written down or conveyed to someone. Until then, it's just a nice thought. And so we want to actually express gratitude in three specific ways. Check out the screen here. We're going to express gratitude in provision and thanking God for how he's provided and then in family. And then also we're going to express gratitude in for Valley Creek. So starting off with provision, what I want you to do right now is begin to express gratitude uh, to God for all that he's provided for you this year. Maybe even just say, thank you, Jesus, for providing for me. Thank you, Jesus, for all the ways that you've uh, taken care of me, that you currently take care of me. Maybe you don't even know what to say. You could just say, thank you, God, for what you've given me. Thank you, God, for what you've given me. Begin to express that gratitude for provision, for his his oversight of you, for, for looking out for you in your life. He's provided you air to breathe and food to eat and a place to lay your head. Thank you, God, for every good thing that comes down from you. My Father in heaven, it's a good and perfect gift. Thank you for what you've given to me. Come on, continue to think about how he's provided for you. Let gratitude well up in your heart. How's God provided for you this year? How's he looked out for you? How's he taking care of you and your family? Even in a hard year, we can look to his provision with gratitude in our hearts. Thank you, God, that you provide for us. The second one is we have gratitude for family. Now, this is an especially important one to express after uh, Thursday because there could be some tensions, you know. If you're, if you're a hardcore game player like my family, family is, you've got you to gotta express some gratitude for the family that you have. So what we're going to do right now is we're gonna actually going to do that with the people that we came in with. So wherever you're watching this from, whoever you're with, Go ahead and think about what you want to say thank you to them for. It might even be just say this, I'm thankful for you. It might be as simple as that. In fact, you can begin to do that right now. And as you do, as you look at them in the eye and you begin to thank them and just say, I'm thankful for you or thank you for dot, 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 you're going to experience some of that gratitude well up for your family. Maybe you're here by yourself. My encouragement to you is maybe you have a spiritual family member that's in here. Maybe you have somebody that you can pull out your phone and you can grab your phone and you can begin to text and just say how thankful you are for them. But go ahead and begin to do that right now. Look at the family you came with and say, I'm thankful for you. Or I'm thankful for dot, dot, dot. Like I said, you can grab your phone and you can text family members who aren't here. That's a great way to express gratitude for family. Text spiritual family that you may have, the family of God.
this week on uh, online on social media Valley Creek, we had something called the Gratitude Experience. We got to do this as a family on Thanksgiving Day. It was powerful. So I really encourage you to just express that gratitude. Say those words that you've wanted to say. somebody else you want to say it to, you can grab your phone. You can text them if they're not uh, with you today. Thank you, God, for our families. Thank you, God, that you placed the lonely in families. Thank you, God, that you surrounded us with people who love and care for us. And even if we've struggled in family in the past, we know that we have a spiritual family we can count on. And that really leads us to our next one, which is just gratitude for Valley Creek. Is there anybody here who's thankful for Valley Creek Church? Man, I'm so thankful. Maybe begin to express out loud just gratitude for Valley Creek, for the family of Valley Creek. Thank you, God, for Valley Creek Church. Specific things you're thankful for. Thank you, God, for unity. Thank you, God, for a Jesus-focused, spirit-filled church. Thank you, God, for godly relationships inside of Valley Creek Church. Thank you, God, for leadership at Valley Creek Church that leads us so well during hard seasons. Thank you, God, that we're a missional church. We're not just here for ourselves. We're here for the world. Thank you, God, for hope, that that, that hope rises inside of us as we are part of a movement of hope for the city and beyond. Thank you, God, for Valley Creek. Thank you for Valley Creek, Jesus. Maybe even just whisper that. Thank you for Valley Creek. Man, I'm so thankful for Valley Creek Church. Thank you that it's the church that I always hoped would exist but didn't know if it did. Thank you for Valley Creek. Thank you for the impact it's had on my own family, my own life. Thank you, Jesus, for our church family that surrounds us, that guides us, that protects us. Thank you, Jesus, for your church. And listen, I know, man, it's been a hard year for so many of us. Maybe some of those things I just tried to prompt you in are just so difficult to say. Here's one that I really want us to just say together. Because even in the midst of this year, God has been so good. And so in just a moment, I want you to say, thank you, God, for being good to me this year. Thank you, God, for being good to me this year. On the count of three, one, two, three. Thank you, God for being good to me this year. Come on, say it again. Thank you, God, for being good to me this year. One more time. Thank you, God, for being good to me this year. Yes, he is. God is so good. He is so good.
Maybe even right now you feel the presence of God coming in and changing, moving, healing inside of you. Let's just even take a moment and just, um, what's the Lord want to say to you right now? What does he want to speak to you right now? Maybe just ask him, God, what do you want to say to me? One word from God changes everything. See, God is here and there's more of him to come. God is with you and there's more of him to be experienced. One word from God changes everything. That's why the third leg of the stool is to pray, is to have a two-way conversation between you and the Father. That's a two-way conversation between two people that love each other, you and God. And it's a two-way conversation because you don't just pray it out, you also listen Uh, You listen back to what he wants to say. Acts 4.31 says, After they prayed, 
the place where they were praying was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. That is, prayer changes things. It shakes things. It fills you up with the very presence of God. And I think there's some stuff that God wants to break off and shake in Jesus' name even today in your life. And so I want to invite you to pray through these three areas with me. We're going to pray through these together, just one at a time. And the first one is just a willingness to follow Jesus. I think this is just something that is just so difficult sometimes. It's so basic, but it's so hard to get to. And just say, Lord, I want to have a willingness to follow you. Maybe even say that out loud right now. Jesus, I want to have a willingness to follow you. I want to have a willingness to follow you, Jesus. Follow wherever you would go, wherever you want to lead me, whatever you want to do, I want to go. Whatever the question is, Jesus, the answer is yes. I want to have a willingness in my heart to do whatever you ask me to do. Just a willingness to follow. And maybe, maybe that's a stretch. Maybe you can just say, I want to have a desire to have the willingness to follow. Like, I don't even have that. Jesus, will you give me the desire to follow you? Maybe pray that out loud right now. Jesus, will you give me the desire to follow you? I want to follow you wherever you lead. Give me that desire. Give me a willingness to actually take those steps. Second thing we want to pray for right now is the desire of your heart. And, and this one's deep waters because I think this is hard. Um, this is hard for a lot of us. After a lot of disappointments, after a lot of unmet, unmet expectations, sometimes it's hard to pray out for the desire of your heart. The scriptures say, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your hearts. So what about you? What does your heart desire? Begin to pray and ask the Lord for that right now because God is a good God that gives good gifts to his children. And so just ask him, Lord, this is the desire of my heart. Maybe it's for that reconciled relationship. What's the desire of your heart? You can just whisper it to him right now. Maybe it's that dream that you've, uh, that you've been trying to hold on to. You feel like dream has died. What if you place that in front of him? God, I would love this. I would love this to happen. Just ask him. My sense is that there's somebody who's listening to this right now. You, um, you haven't been reconciled with your own son or daughter for a long time. God, God is a God of reconciliation. Why don't you ask him for that desire? Ask him for that desire of your heart. Somebody else, you're waiting for breakthrough in your body, in your, in your physical self. Why don't you ask God for breakthrough and healing right now? The desire of your heart. What's the desire? It's time to dream again. It's time to think in terms of abundance and life in Jesus' name. It's time to have desires that come from the Lord that are actually God-given and to see those come to pass. We believe that by faith today. What's the desire of your heart? Delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give the desires of your heart. The third thing we want to pray through is for our city. So wherever you're watching this from, whatever city you're in, we want to start declaring in Jesus' name, breakthrough for our city to pray the very kingdom of God down into the city that we live in. I want to invite you actually to raise your voice wherever you're at right now. Begin to pray for our city. Come on, intercede and contend for our city. Begin to pray Jesus into our city. May we pray things like we pray that marriages would be restored. We pray that uh, addictions would cease. 
We pray for wisdom of heaven for governmental officials in our, in our city. We pray uh, for those that are far from God to draw near to God, the lost, the lonely, and the broken. Come on, raise your voice. Pray for our city. Pray out. And as you do, believe that God is working in the very place that you live, the very place that you are. Jesus, we believe that by faith. The Bible says, seek the peace and the prosperity of the city in which you live. For when it has peace, you also will have peace. When it has prosperity, you also will have prosperity. That's what Jesus wants to give us. That's what he wants us to experience among our cities. Contend for your city. Your prayers are powerful and effective in Jesus' name. Pray out for your city. We pray for all of our cities, Jesus. We pray that you would truly inhabit the praises of your people right now in the very places that we live and that the Spirit of God would move in those places, that the very Spirit of God would transform our families and our hearts and our minds and the places where we're at. We pray for our cities. So that's worship. That's gratitude. That's prayer. What we've just done is we've built a place to enthrone Jesus. The question is, are you aware of his presence? See, Jesus is with us, and there's more of him to come, and he's moving on our behalf. His presence changes things. He makes a way where there seems like there is no way. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence.
Even when I don't see it, you're working 